thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. All right, so uh, another thought leader then in the same industry, which is film, uh, is uh, Jenna Keto Bass. Now, South Africa's film industry is the oldest in Africa and one of the oldest in the world, having started in 1896, soon after the Lumiere Brothers' famous first commercial film screening in 1895. Writer, director, cinematographer joins us now. Jenna, good morning. Thank you for making time. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So let's talk the SA film industry. I mean, it's quite old uh, and uh, just, you know, as being one of the most established and commercially viable on the continent. But we don't produce as many films as Nigeria's, for example, if we were to compare. Why do you think that is? Um, I think there's a lot of lot of reasons behind that. Um, I think, you know, I think, I mean, the biggest thing is our industry is not, um, it's not as... um, like accessible, um, and there's a lot of barriers to entry that we have. Um, and I can't speak so specifically about Nigeria's industry because I know less about it. But um, and I mean, obviously, know that they produce a lot of films. Um, but um, I think there's a lot of things that make it very difficult for people to access the industry and access the tools to make films here, um, and also a lot of um, expectations about what films must be before we start making them that I think is also part of the issue. Um, I think we're also trying to make films that um, have, um, of you know, films with a lot much higher budget that make uh, make it very difficult for a lot of people to try and access them. Mm. And you've been able to create films uh, from a tight budget having directed three features. Is it sustainable to have this so-called low budget type uh, movie or film? Um, yes and no. I mean, um, I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, like, you know, you do, you do, um, you do have, make sacrifices making um, l- l- low budget films. But um, I suppose in my experience, the reason that I made low budget films in the first place was because um, they, no one would, no one would trust me to make a larger budget film, which is understandable because, you know, there's a huge amount of risk in filmmaking and there's a lot of money at stake. Um, but what that means is that no one really gets the chance to learn and experience and make mistakes which I think is a very important part of becoming a filmmaker and becoming a filmmaker who has a viable career. Um, and so I think low-budget filmmaking is crucial to the development of an industry because you have to, at some point, just let people try. Mm. Um, and if it means letting people try with less money than more money, then I think that's, the, I think that's important like part of the process. And that's the thing. I mean, these industries that are big are, you know, low-budget movies that go straight to television. Why are we as South Africans somehow, you know, I don't know, but this is what I see, that we've kind of developed some kind of attitude when it comes to low-budget movies. We we want to see the the bigger commercial films, rather. Is that maybe an issue of the consumer side of things? Um. I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think there's also it's what films are being made available to people. Um, I mean, I think that there's definitely a preference and like an expectation from distributors that people want to see a certain kind of thing. Um, and I don't always think that that's the case. Um, and, you know, it's also, the, you know, it's one of, I think, probably the biggest limitation that low budget films have is just not having the marketing um, push that the bigger budget films would have in order to capture people's attention. And so I think, you know, that if, if we if low budget films suffer in any way, it's actually in that sense rather than, oh, we didn't have enough money to do all the things that we wanted to in the film. Um, so I think in a lot of cases, it's just people not being even aware that lower budget films exist and they can support them. 
Mm. And let me put it out there to our listeners as well. Tell us about, you know, the last South African film you uh, watched, not necessarily a movie, even documentaries. So if you can get in touch with us, 061-410-4107 is the WhatsApp number. You can SMS 41391. I just want to get a a gist in terms of the consumers and what they think and feel about this topic. Uh, Jenna, going, I mean, to the cinema has become a health hazard, we know now, with COVID-19. So are streaming platforms adequately addressing this issue? Um, I think from what I can see, there's a huge push to get more content up on the streaming platforms. And I mean, to an extent, they seem to be getting like a bit more adventurous and there seems to be a bit more variety. But um, I think even more so, like I think, um, you know, the cinema was, still, you know, in, uh, you know, not so much on the mainstream cinema, but, you know, the smaller independent cinemas were still a place where you could go and see more unusual content that you might not otherwise be able to, um, you know, see at the mainstream cinema or find in in the midst of like all the stuff that you can watch online. Um, and so I think that that's like a great platform that's been lost um, with the COVID pandemic and um, being able to go to the cinema and enjoy, you know, enjoy films together and maybe see things you might not have otherwise have seen. Um, but yeah, there does seem to be um, like a huge hunger for content from for, from streamers and from VOD platforms, um, which is great. Um, but still, I think just a way of making that more accessible to filmmakers who are producing low low budget content and knowing how to access and like get a foot in the door and contact the right people is probably still a step that needs to be taken. And talking about them, you know, getting their foot in the door, is there enough collaboration uh, within the industry? Um, in my experience, it's still very slow. I mean, I, I kind of don't really even consider myself as working in the industry um, because I, you know, very much do my own thing and um, make the kind of films I want to make um, outside of, you know, what the mainstream industry is doing. Um, um, but the experience that I have, because I also teach um, as well, is that um, young people are still finding it extremely difficult to get, not just to get jobs, but to just get the kind of trust and the experience, you know, because it's like, to, in order to get the experience, you need just someone to trust you enough to give you the experience. And I find that like that vicious circle um, kind mm. of continues a lot. And there's still a lot, still so many barriers for entry, um, especially for young black filmmakers and um, women as well. Um, so, not not enough change and transformation has happened, I think, despite all the kind of talk about it. Um, yeah. There's still a lot more to be done. So would you say then that uh, in the industry, the most lucrative form of uh, production and making you know money is, is actually not really making films, but facilitating, like you say, you teach. And also, you know, some you know, producers may be specializing in hosting international film and uh, TV productions by, you know, providing the support, the, the extras, finding locations and things like that. Um, well, teaching is definitely not more lucrative, um, but um, in terms of facilitating, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the, the big budget productions come here that are facilitated or um, managed by um, local production companies. Yeah, that, is, that has been where I think um, for the last while the money has been in like, the international commercials and films and series that come here. Um, but obviously with COVID, that has changed. So it'll be interesting to see how our industry adapts to that. And maybe and hopefully it will open up more opportunities for more local productions and um, the younger filmmakers to get experience. Awesome stuff. All right. So what would you want to see happening? I mean, if we say in closing, uh, Jenna, in the industry? Um, I would just love for um, 
people in positions of power and who um, control finance and control the doors to broadcasting to take um, more risks and to be a bit more creative about what they what about the future that they see for South African film and filmmaking and all the different forms of it. Um, and just, I think, also give audiences, uh, South African audiences, more credit that they also want to see something different and not just the same things over and over again. So I think a bit more adventurousness and trust in... Um, in in the general public from broadcasters and finances that um, things can, people actually want things to change. Thank you so much for your time and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. It's a pleasure. Thank you.